Our episodes contain graphic information that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Would you like some murder with your coffee? Welcome to Morning Murders Espresso Shot! I'm Nicole. I'm still Amanda. And I am still Brenna. And today, (laughs) for this espresso shot, I have brought an offering. You guys want it? I do. I I want it. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, Before we get started, I've been so stoked about all this October stuff, and I'm really stoked that we are, like, doing twosies a week. Twosies. Twosies. I love it so much. So I'm very stoked that I get to bring this. Uh, So I'm curious. Have you ladies or beans heard of Sally Hardesty? Sounds like a doll's name. <laughs> haunted doll. <laughs> Are we going in the haunted, haunted doll, doll land? So guess what? Uh, Sally Hardesty Enright was 24 years old when she and her brother Franklin heard distressing news on the radio. In the early morning hours of August 18, 1973, Muerto County officers in Texas discovered the remains of a badly decomposed body wired to a large monument. Mm. A second body was discovered in a ditch near the perimeter of the cemetery. Further investigations led by Sheriff Reese's Malnado revealed that the corpses were missing some of their parts. What? No, what parts? So the head or extremities had been missing while the remainder of the corpses were left intact. Oh. So like torsos and shit. Uh, Concerned for their grandfather's remains, which happened to be laid to rest in the same cemetery, they decided to take a road trip to check it out themselves. Now, they didn't travel alone. Everyone loves a day trip, and it's 1973, so there's not a whole lot else to do. Woo! Woo! So they brought three friends. Of course. Yeah. Their boyfriend, Jerry, their friend, Kirk, and his girlfriend, Pam, to check it out. Good news. Grandpa's doing just fine. So after leaving the cemetery, they decided to visit their old family homestead in Texas that was moderately close by. On the way there, they happened to pick up a hitchhiker, which proved to be a weird... Weird. A weird? Be a weird. It was a real weird. It was a real weird. Um, On that note, uh, please send us your hitchhiking stories. I don't know how many times we have to say to see. (laughs) Give us hitchhiking stories. We want them. Especially if they are like this one. And even if they aren't. And mostly maybe just don't pick up hitchhikers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyway, the hitchhiker borrowed Franklin's pocket knife and swiftly cut himself with it. Ah, then he took a Polaroid of Franklin, then he yelled at them to buy the picture, and then burned it, and then cut Franklin's left arm with a straight razor. What the hell? Did this happen on Fremont Street? Because this oh, sounds like something no. <laughs> that would have happened not on Fremont Street. Yes. Fremont Street or off a highway in Texas, uh, they kicked him out of the car as soon as they could and drove away as he smeared blood on their van. Oh, nice. Shaken up and weirded out, they stopped at a gas station. The last chance gas station and barbecue. Or the no gas gas station because they had none. According to the owner that greets them. The pumps were dry. It's happened. 1973, baby. Summer love. Um, Great. Summer love. It's all summer love. (laughs) Um, It wasn't too far from the homestead, their their old home place, so they decided to bypass the barbecue and visit their grandfather's home first and swing through on their way back in hopes that the petrol would have been pet-livered. Pit. 
So <clears throat> when they got to the old Halstead homestead, uh, Kirk and Pam peeled off to go to a watering hole that Franklin told them about. Sally, Jerry, and her brother stayed behind to explore the place. Uh, after a while, the latter three noticed that it had been a while and Kirk and Pam hadn't returned from the swimming hole yet. So Jerry volunteered to go look for them and told Sally and Franklin to stay by the car. Then some more time passed. It was starting to get dark and nobody had come back yet. Concerned for their friends, Sally and her brother decided to search for them. On their way uh, towards the watering hole, they found another dilapidated house. Thinking maybe their friends were inside, they began to call out to them. As they called out to them, a gigantic dude with a mask with a chainsaw comes out of nowhere and disembowels Franklin right in front of Sally. Holy. Oh my God, I'm sorry guys. I meant to pause so we could have a sip of coffee first. So grab your mugs <laughs> and hold on tight because here are the murders. Here are the murders. Before I move forward, there is an important detail here. Franklin used a wheelchair for mobility that Sally was pushing through the woods as they were looking for their friends. There's like a trail they were on. Oh, so she unknowingly pushed him right into like the guy with the chainsaw. Oh. oh poor Franklin. Oh. So understandably, Sally ran for her good goddamn life through the woods and towards the dilapidated house looking for help. As she got inside, screaming for anyone she panicked and ran upstairs to get away and found what she thought were two long deceased completely dried out elderly people tap that oh mm. no so she ran downstairs in time for this chainsaw wielding wielding crazy lad to bust through the door and come right for her now the thing about this guy is that he was wearing a mask like i said earlier but it was like weird and loose on his face she sadly couldn't tell what it was exactly or who the mask was supposed to be um kind of like uh the michael myers mask was an old william shatner mask like she couldn't tell who the fuck this person was supposed to be mm -hmm. um so it completely obscured him and terrified her so much so that she said nope and jumped out of the second story window into a tree <gasps> fell out of the tree and ran into the woods to get away from him what a monkey yeah what the fuck i can't imagine or a hearing, right just be like <laughs> like I, I can't imagine being that terrified that I'm like, well, window. What like that's kind of what I think in my head. I'm like, I guess like the first thing I would do is be like, I guess I'm jumping out of a window to get out of here if I went upstairs because mm -hmm. I was like so terrified trying to find somebody to help me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can't imagine hearing a chainsaw echoing like all over the place. No, when I run for my life. Mm -mm. Uh, no wonder it's the staple for most of the end of haunted houses. Uh, oh yeah. Actually, yeah. we all worked in we a couple haunted houses together. Year-round haunts, even, so we'd be scaring people on Which Christmas and Easter. Which literally ended with a chainsaw. It did. Yes, it actually sure did. did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Goratorium. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He did have a, the, the chainsaw, chainsaw in the after the butthole. After the butthole. Right. Was you it after through the butthole? The butthole. Yeah. It's literally because you He's, think you're done. Yeah. You're like, oh, cool, I made it. I'm in the lounge. Okay, so back to Sally running like the Dickens through a field and being chased by a man with a chainsaw, swinging that shit feet from her back. Finally, she comes upon the gas station from before and frantically tries to make her way inside to find the guy that worked there but had to find her way around the back because they were closed. So she exploded through the back door where the attendant from before found her and helped calm her down. Apparently, he assured her that he would take a look, but the chainsaw was nowhere to be heard. So, like, you were just running from your life from some loud-ass shit, and now it's, like, dead quiet. 
So she's freaking out. After a few moments and a few breaths, she realizes the attendant was cooking suspicious-looking meat in the back. No. Remember that whole barbecue stuff? No. Uh, so reporting that one of the pieces of meat hanging from the hook looked like a torso. No. Which made the fact that this was a barbecue spot really creepy. Oh. Almost as creepy as the gas station attendant coming around the corner with a rope and a burlap sack. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Sally tried to fight him off, but he beat the shit out of her with a broomstick and she fell unconscious. No! So those guys were working together. Ugh. The gas station attendant was like... Mondays, am I right? Mondays. Wednesdays. That's true. Wednesdays. So, uh, so she was in and out of consciousness with a sack over her head and body as he threw her in his truck and started to drive. They didn't drive too long because soon she was dragged out of the truck and brought inside the house from before, hearing and seeing a familiar face. The hitchhiker. Um. Who she soon found out was related to the chainsaw guy, mm. and all these dudes were freaking related. <gasps> Family. Yeah. She was bound and gagged at a dinner table as the men tormented her. And who were these men? Jedediah, or Jed Sawyer, was born in 1947 to a tumultuous household in Texas. The family did not have a lot of money and kept to themselves most of the time. They were very protective of each other. Because of this, there isn't a lot of information out there, including much about his parents. His mother was Ann Sawyer, who had at least three other children, but wasn't really around. And we never really hear anything about a father ever, except for his grandpa Sawyer. So another reason we may not have information about Jed's parents is the rumored inbreeding amongst the family. Mm. I'll just take a sip while you guys put that together. <laughs> His oldest brother, Drayton Cook Sawyer, did the best he could by owning a little truck stop on the way to Gonzales, Texas called The Last Chance Gas Station, located off of Highway 304. Drayton also cooked barbecue and chili at the gas station whenever he was able to get supplies. Gross. He did this because all of the other men in the family worked at a bu- worked as butchers in a slaughterhouse, including Jed and their grandfather, brother, father. <laughs> that is until everything became automated. Technology took their jobs, or rather, the sounds of the machines working would disrupt Grandpa Sawyer so much that he eventually had to quit, and Jed followed suit. Uh, Jed's younger twin brothers, Nubbins and Robert Chop Top Sawyer, were also around. Uh, Nubbins had an affinity for violence and carried photos of carcasses with them. He was known to hitchhike around the gas station. Oh, Nubbins. Chop Top was a returned Vietnam vet that later owned the Texas Battlelands Amusement Park. Uh, This guy took a machete to the dome piece and lived to tell a tale. So, Chop Top. Chop Top. I get it. Tap machete to the dome. For next week. Oh. <laughs> now, Jed, or Bubba, wasn't the sharpest hammer in the drawer. He always did what his family told him to do. Like when his grandfather left the slaughterhouse, he followed. He had a hard time expressing himself, and some would say he had no real personality, but that he was completely under the control of the people he lived with. Grandpa, Drayton, and Nubs. Because the boys were out of work, and because the last chance gas station was in the middle of nowhere, these guys struggled to find food and clearly didn't have the best health. Mm. Poor, extremely disenfranchised, and with no skills besides slaughtering cows, the family could only afford to eat what they kill. Which means on August 18th, 1973, the Sawyers are having company for dinner. Ugh. Oh! Now... Sally notes that by this time, the aforementioned Bubba is wearing a different mask. This one had makeup and hair on it, in fact. 
He was also wearing women's clothing, which is something I want to talk about at some point. Um, there's this really awesome documentary on Netflix called Disclosure, and it's about um, just the experience of trans folks and how, uh, for some terrible reason, we've equated a lot of, like, in, in like media and stuff, we've equated a lot of um, men wearing women's clothing as an evil and psycho thing to yeah. do. Speaking yeah. of psycho, you know, like so, yeah. like it's we've equated that a lot. So that also kind of appears um, in all of this. Maybe so, think of Silence of the Lambs a little bit. Put Silence. the lotions on its skin. Yes, and Norman Bates didn't yeah, he also Norman wear Bates women's too. clothing? So so did Jedediah Sawyer. Um. Anyway, the mask looks less like a mask because she's seeing it, not running from it, and mm-hmm. uh, it looks more like. Uh, skin. This man is wearing skin with makeup on it. Oh, man. Uh, But this time, he isn't chasing Sally around. He's taking orders from the older brother who she thought was going to be her savior. He yells at the other two to bring down Grandpa Brother. Uh, Remember the two desiccated bodies upstairs? (laughs) Well, uh, one of them is actually alive. Oh, no. Wait, yeah. And how, how did Sally know this? They cut her finger open and Grandpa Brother sucked on her finger to drink her blood. Well, this is the 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 grandpa, like grandpa the but like the body in the bed. He's like, well, the, they bring, they go. Get oh, they him. like bring. Yeah, him they down. literally did. Like it was Nubbins and uh, Jedediah. Like they they grab Grandpa and bring him downstairs, and he's like, Corpse like you guys body. know the you guys know in SpongeBob that like lady that he they like try to deliver oh, cookies or pizza to or yeah. chocolate, yeah. And she's like, she's literally like a head with like a skeleton, yes. like the spine in a chair, and she's like, Bleh. she talks like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that's. That's what it feels like. Oh, no. Um, no. So then she, like, was so, this, sent her body into that flight or flight response, and she fell unconscious. That whole, like, too much at once. Uh So uh, um, when she finally came to, they decided it was time to kill her. So they also took turns beating her with a hammer, this poor lady. So Hitchhiker Nubbins holds Sally to give Grandpa a clean shot. They're, like, telling Grandpa, essentially, that, like, he should be the one to kill her because... uh, Like a weird fucked up pinata. Right? The fuck? So they... So he took a clean shot to kill her with the aforementioned hammer, but Grandpa fails because he's dusty as hell. I was gonna say, I think if I would... If they were like, we're gonna make Grandpa attack you, I'd be like, oh, good, thank Thank God. God. (laughs) All right, this is not gonna be as bad as I thought it would be. So when the Grandpa fell over, Nubbins, like, kind of throws Sally to the side and then went for him, and it left Sally open to wriggle from her bindings and escape. Uh, She pulled out an oldie but a goodie and jumped through the window just as the sun is beginning to rise. So this bitch was beaten by And then they were vampires and they exploded. No. Incredible. Damn it. I know. If like, I, movies, no, just till dawn. If I wrote this any, episode. <laughs> any, any situation where, like, it's sunlight and terrible things happen, we're like, no, it's supposed to happen in the darkness. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So this bitch was beaten by a hammer, ran for her life through the woods, was knocked unconscious, and an old man sucked on her finger. Just saying. <laughs> That's the worst part. Yeah. Wednesdays, right? Dude. <laughs> so she booked it. With Bubba and Nubbins hot on her tail. Oh, which is really fun to say. Bubba and Nubbins. Yeah. Bubba and Nubbins. <laughs> Just say it. It's real fun to say. So as soon as she got to the main road, Nubbins caught up to her and slashed her back with a straight razor multiple times. She thought this was it and that it was he, she was going to be dragged, to the, dragged back to the house, but Nubbins didn't learn about looking both ways before crossing the street. And he was hit by a semi-baby! Oh! 
Karma. Yeah. Literally. Truckma. 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 So the trucker gets out of the cab of his vehicle and walks around towards the back because whoopsie daisy and is met with a screaming bloody woman and a chainsaw wielding psychopath. So they both start running. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he was like, nope, and turned around. And, like, she said that when she was running around the corner, she sees him, and he sees everything. He's like, oh, also me, goodbye. Like, yeah. So he starts running. Um, and because it was, like, just at the back of the cab, he couldn't really, like, get back in the truck. and Because like, it just takes effort, right? Like, yeah. you would be killing time climbing back up. Right. Yeah. So uh, he did, however, get to sneak in his truck to grab something, which is important so just as Bubba starts catching up to them the trucker turns around and throws a wrench at Bubba's face heck yeah and it hits Bubba in the face and he went down and dropped the chainsaw on his own leg <gasps> yeah he threw a wrench in that plan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guess he can't dodge a ball because if you can dodge, dodge a wrench you can dodge, dodge a ball, ball. <laughs> I don't want him on my team <laughs> nope <laughs> no dodgeball for him. So, uh, so Bubba went down, dropping the chainsaw on his old leg and giving the two more distance and a better chance of getting the hell away. The trucker ran to safety. He was like, bye. And just as this blue Chevy drove up, allowing Sally to jump into the bed, like the blue Chevy is just was like swerving out of the way and then it stops and the dude's just like there so that she can get in the truck. Um, it takes her a second because she's been beaten by a hammer and she uh was able to jump into it narrowly missing another swing from the chainsaw and getting the hell out of there yes Whoa. yes hell out so of she was like she talks about how she just was like like laughing because she lived uh -huh. like she lived through this like terrible ordeal and was being driven away and at this point like i guess you would just be hopeful that the person in the blue truck like is also not related to these people god, oh my god that right oh everybody's related yeah so uh neither one of the dudes that drove the trucks succumbed to the bystander effect they literally were like bloodied woman i'm here to help yay <laughs> like mary vincent where they were like holy shit the first yeah <laughs> Uh, so Sally was brought to the hospital and described her traumatic encounter um, with the Sawyers as feeling like she had broken out of a window in hell. She broke two windows. Literally. Two windows. Uh, so she went into a catatonic state after revealing the ordeal to the police, and she was never the same. When the authorities arrived at the Sawyer house later that day, they found no killers and no victims. No facts. No crime. Oh. What? So the Sawyers had gotten away. And Sally never found out what happened to her boyfriend, Jerry, or their friends, Kirk and Pam. Oh. Like, there were no bodies found. <gasps> so she doesn't know what happened to them. They're the barbecue. Maybe. Maybe. That's yeah. just my theory. I mean, that could very well be. It seemed like they were killing and eating people. Oh. So the authorities also never found Franklin's body either. Mm. So they, like... Clearly, somebody came through and just like cleaned it all, like took it all and cooked or whatever it was. Like cleaners came through. Because what, like Nubbins got hit by a truck, so maybe he's out of the picture. But like, there's still two other brothers left, as far as as far as they know. They didn't find Nubbins' body. He was he was a um, roadkill at that point. He okay. was street meat. Okay. Street he's meat. He was street meat for sure. Like he, it was pretty gruesome. Ugh. Apparently, he got hit by that semi. Out in the mm. middle of nowhere. And you know that trucker probably was like, eh, like just kind of like waited and then got back in his truck and was like, bye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. So uh, Sally Hardesty Enright, Enright, died in a private healthcare facility in 1977, but she survived one of the most gruesome nights in 1973. What was supposed to be a simple summer day trip turned into a living nightmare that she and the Sawyers 
would never forget. And with that, what are your final sips? The gas station doesn't have gas. <laughs> Just leave. Just Don't leave. trust it. Yeah. If it says gas station on the sign and there's no gas don't trust it if it's a library and there's no books don't i don't know (laughs) just (laughs) there is a strip club in vegas called the library you're right don't trust that one there's probably a book in there yeah so um yeah yeah (laughs) nicole There's, I like that though. Listen, some shit's up. Like, shit's happening. Uh-uh. This, that yeah. sign says gas. I don't I'm, see no fucking gas. Gas. gas here. Oh, man. Um. <laughs> what is my final sip? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wild ride, guys. What a wild ride. Um, you know, families, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, you dynamics. know. <laughs> Families will do whatever they need to do to survive, it seems like. Um, and, you know, go out there and, and achieve achieve great things. Open up restaurants, start gas stations, you know, like, keep your family legacy going. But uh, maybe, maybe in a circle. Please don't go in a circle. In my family tree circle. Oh, oh man. Also, uh, I want to... I want to tap the uh, the window jumping because that's something that I will talk about in our next episode. Jumping oh, out of windows. Jumping out of windows. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta do that. Yeah, man. Um, I like to think about the saying. So there's the saying, uh, "Blood is thicker than water," but but that's a, a paraphrased version of the actual saying, which is, "The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb." So the important thing about that is that means that your friendships and the family that you bind, the covenant, like us, covenant, um, the friendships and the family that you bind are like the most, are are, like, you choose what's important. So it's important to note that like, you don't have to do things just because you're related. Like I felt bad for this Jedediah guy, even though he was like a chainsaw wheeling psychopath Mm -hmm. um, with a very leather face. Mm. Um, Mm. So it makes you, it just, you feel bad because he was kind of a simple dude. So doing things because his family told him to is really rough. Like he could have chosen to to go do anything else with his life and he didn't. Like you don't have to do things just because you're related. You can just be like, bye. Yeah. I'm going to go make my own family. You know, and I heard that like, I feel like I remembering some stuff too about this case like years later his family like abandons him and he's like left in the basement of that house you know and he's just locked up until mm-hmm. i think it's what it's like cousin or something comes and finds him yeah you know yeah and i think because yeah. of that um there's a lot that happens with the sawyers and there's also a couple different um reports of them being like different like there was a whole thing because they are so like in Involved with each other, you hear about the Sawyers. Sometimes they are called the Hewitts. Mm. Um, there's times where you know uh, Jedediah was called Junior when, like, you know. So there's their history is kind of all over the place because mm. they really kept to themselves and because there's a lot of different ways, but a lot of different crimes that they committed. This wasn't the last time that the Sawyers are uh, noted for being monsters. Yeah, like we'll hear about Chop Top later in life, you know, but like it's, but it is really unfortunate. And there's even reports of Jedediah, um, 
having a crush on one of his victims mm. in like later when it comes to Chop Top finding him mm. and uh, saving her. So it's like it's really kind of all over the place, and a lot of it's super. It's not that he loves her, not that he falls, he's like, he has a crush on her and he's good about it. He does terrible things to her. He also makes it so that she doesn't have to die, which is weird and complicated. Yeah. They're not all just two-dimensional. Sometimes they're 3D. Yes. Yeah. They are 3D. They're real cut above the rest. <laughs> Swing! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> appreciate you guys uh, tuning in for this espresso shot. Got a very mm. particular and special case. Yes. Great yeah. job, Brenda. That was really that fun. That was awesome. That was amazing. You're Thanks. Awesome. Uh, I can't wait to hear the next one. Yes. On Morning Murders. No, 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 Have a murder you like to talk about over coffee? We would love to hear about it. Email us at morningmurders at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Morning Murders. In today's show notes, you can find our cited research as well as a few of our favorite mental health resources. Uh, the Michael Myers mask was an old, uh, Kirk, uh, not Kirk, I'm uh, Captain Kirk. Uh, uh, oh, no. Um, it's oh my not god. Sean Connery. No, nope. um, shit. Oh my god, I literally just had this conversation. I know our friends are like, it's this guy. <laughs> but uh, my brain went Star right to Trek. Not, like, not Patrick Stewart, the other one. <laughs> wait, because, wait, because the other actor. Uh, oh, oh my god. god. Oh, wait. This is, I didn't write this one down because I literally wanted, I wanted <laughs> us to have this conversation. Oh, no, I know wait, this. I, I can see his face. Captain oh, Kirk. Fuck literally me. just talked about uh, this like the other day. He does a uh, this is rocket embarrassing. man. Embarrassing. I'm gonna be hot. As oh, a kite no. boy. Oh no. Hold it's on. Like on Shatner, 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 Shatner. God. That was almost as bad as Spanish fleet. <laughs> that was rough. Fuck. I know I got it at Nightmare Toys. Nightmare Toys? What is Nightmare Toys? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You uh, haven't been there. No. She hasn't been I haven't been to Nightmare Toys. Toys. It, I can't wait to take you to Yeah. <laughs> that's, I almost like, it's got all of the things you love. Yes. I didn't know there were thingies inside of it. Uh-huh. Sure I was is. looking at it. The whole timing, like, that it's, looks like it'd be fun to speak. It's so helpful during, like, we D&D &D where I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I have nine health left. It's so a weird little thing that I found. I'm like, you know like this? Brenna. I'm gonna get this for Brenna. My, a lot of my fun Nicole stuff is on this guy. And my Amanda stuff, my Bruno arm. Yeah. Okay, so this is off. Everything's good. We are the trifecta. <laughs> you guys can be <laughs> Our love is super genuine. But I mean, <laughs> finally. Uh-oh. The chainsaw's after us. The chainsaw's <laughs> The bark saw. Um. We'll never know. We'll never know. That's fine. No, I want to know. <laughs> what you are thinking. Smith. Who's Smith? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Drink a lot of coffee. Anyway. I saw fish. There was a fish. Fish. Yeah. And an underwater museum in Cancun. That I think I've told you guys about this before, so, where there's yeah, an yeah. underwater museum yeah, that they don't tell you you're going to go see. They're like, we're going to go snorkeling. And so you're swimming. You're like, yay, oh, my God, fish, wee, coral. And then all of a sudden you see 
life-size human people standing <laughs> underwater, like at the bottom of the ocean, wherever they are in Cancun, and it's like like an army of people, or like the thing I swam upon was people standing in a circle holding hands. No! Yeah, I literally was like, oh, I die in Cancun. I didn't know that this was what was going to happen, but you know, I guess oh, right. I die here. Like, oh, this is the end of the occult world. shit yeah. right here. I was like, I am finding some fucking spooky people that can be underwater at the bottom of the ocean holding hands. But it's a it's a museum where they make a bunch of stuff out of cement and then let the coral take it they back. They should definitely uh, warn a bitch. I was like, this would be a great was, surprise. People will love it. I know, I was very scared. <laughs> I was a scared boy. Almost as scared as we're about to be? Yep. I was, uh, I was like, I don't have a transition. <laughs> okay. You guys okay. ready? Okay, I'm ready. Ready? Okay.